0: Talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Okay, guys, welcome to our Q1 AGM Planning Quarterly Review Central Meeting. Business can be complicated, but travel doesn't have to be. With MyTaxi Business, you can download receipts and manage multiple bookings online. Make the smarter choice at MyTaxi.com. Hello and welcome into a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride of MileHighSports.com. That is where you can find all of the written content from the entire Mile High Sports Nuggets staff. There's actually a lot of good content up there right now. There's a good, bad, and ugly from Duvalier Johnson. Postgame is up from Brandon Ewing. I got a big piece on Paul Millsap carrying the Nuggets with their biggest win of the season. And that is what this podcast is going to be about. It is going to be about the Nuggets' 121-112 win over the Thunder in what was arguably the most important game of the season. It may not have been the most hyped. It may not be the most, um, I guess, well-contested. It's not like they're playing the Warriors, not anything like that. But considering what was on the line with the fact that the Nuggets are now the odds-on favorite to end up with the second seed. That is what made this game so important. It was the tiebreaker scenarios. It was all of the things that go beyond just the team that they were playing against. So we're going to get into quite a bit from this game. I want to talk about um, in detail why this was the biggest win of the year. Um, I want to talk about how Nikola Jokic played incredibly well, even though he was inefficient from the field. Um, There were a lot of interesting takeaways from the way that the Thunder defended Nikola Jokic in this game. Um, Additionally, we finally got to see the starting five on the floor together for the first time since October 20th. That is 130 days ago. It has been a very, very long wait to get these starters back on the floor, but they ended up closing the game together in this win over the Thunder, and they really were the unit that took um they they took control of this game and ran with it and they and they needed a unit that could do that that could close games and it was good to see it be that as opening day starters. Um also as I wrote earlier on my Al High Sports that published really early this morning was that Paul Millsap essentially saved the Nuggets. There was a point where the Nuggets gave up I believe a 27 to 6 run and they had lost their 18 point lead suddenly and the Nuggets were looking at a 3 point deficit with just about 5 6 minutes left and Paul Millsap single-handedly carried the Nuggets back to what, to their biggest win of the season. Um, that was a huge moment, and it shows why Paul Millsap is so valuable to this Nuggets team. Um, after that, I will dive into why Will Barton's game was so difficult it was so impressive for so many reasons. I mean, it was, it was so inspiring to see him play such an intense level of defense. He was flying around defensively, and this was probably the game where he looked most like his original self offensively. This was a vintage thrill game, and it was very good to see his athleticism, his flair, and his swagger return to his game. Uh, we will then finish up the podcast with some questions that came in from listeners, so I'll dive into a lot of those questions and try and give the best answers I can give. Before we do all that, though, give me let me give a quick shout-out to the Regulators Production Group. They are the ones who built the beats that you hear on the intro and outro of this podcast. You can find them on Instagram under the uh, – um, so they are – at Regulators Regime on Instagram. Additionally, Terrapin Care Station is the presenting sponsor of this podcast. They are the ones who are keeping this podcast going. They are the best company in terms of all cannabis goods that you can find in the Denver metro area. And we will talk a little bit more about them right now before diving into the rest of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I think the first and most important takeaway from the Nuggets win over the Thunder was that, holy shit, this Denver Nuggets team is incredibly talented. Man, like, this... I'm not even sure if this was an A-level game for the Denver Nuggets. I almost thought this was more of a B-plus like game for them, and yet they still basically handled every aspect of the Thunder outside of a few minutes when Isaiah Thomas, Monte Morris, and Gary Harris all shared the floor. That three-man lineup was not very good in this game at all, and they really, like Isaiah Thomas was a minus eight, and I believe, let me see here, yeah, minus eight in a, in 15 minutes. If you take out that that basically those two stretches that Isaiah played in this game, which it was Isaiah's worst game as a member of the Denver Nuggets, this game is much more in hand than expected. the The Denver Nuggets had an eighteen point lead with thirty five seconds left in the third quarter, and it wasn't until that bench unit started to collapse at the end of the or at the start of the fourth quarter when things really got bad for them. And so, a lot of those issues did fall back on Isaiah. So. I think the biggest takeaway was that the Nuggets were one bad stretch away from just completely dismantling this this, this Thunder team. Like it's, it's really incredible how good this Nuggets team is, and now with this win, they have the standings to prove how good they've been. So the Nuggets, after beating the Thunder, now have a four-game lead on the Thunder to hold on to the second seed, but that's disingenuous because the Nuggets also secured the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Thunder after beating them three straight times so far with just one meeting left remaining between the two teams. So with Denver having the tiebreaker and a four-game lead, that essentially gives the Nuggets a five-game lead over the Thunder. So the, the the Nuggets are now the odds-on favorite to end with the second seed in the Western Conference, and that's not even the end-all be-all of this. Denver's only one game behind Golden State for the first seed in the Western Conference, So, and and it was funny because a lot of the players were asked about if the first seed was actually a goal of theirs because at the same time, like, playoff positioning is much more important than what seed you get. Like, the the actual path to the finals is much more important than which particular seed a team ends up with, and I'll actually talk about that because one of the Twitter questions we got um, for the show was about what the ideal path to the finals were, but now that Denver has been able to get this two-seed, and they are pretty much locked into it, and they're probably between 10 and 14 days away from securing their playoff spot, all of a sudden now they're like, well, where, how high can we get? And Jamal Murray said he wants the one-seed. Well, Barton said he wants the one-seed. There are multiple players on this team who have their sights just aimed even higher than they originally did after getting this win. The Nuggets just keep proving people wrong over and over and over again. And there was a point probably a month ago where Nikola Jokic said, everybody expected us to stop 20 games ago and we're still here. And he was right because this Nuggets team just continually keeps rolling ahead. And now, in addition to securing the head-to-head tiebreaker, in addition to separating themselves further from the third-seeded Thunder, the Nuggets also got another win against a Western Conference opponent and another win against a divisional opponent. So the Nuggets are are now 8 and 1 in the in the in their northwest division and they have a league leading i believe it's 28 and 10 record against the western conference Those two things being hand in hand, the fact that the Nuggets lead the league in both games against Western Conference opponents and against their own division opponents will just further help their ability to lock in more and more tiebreakers. And now, since they've won so many divisional games, even though a win against the Utah Jazz on Thursday wouldn't secure the head-to-head tiebreaker, it would secure the divisional tiebreaker while also guaranteeing a split in the head-to-head tiebreaker. That means the Nuggets could also also lock up their tiebreaker over the Utah Jazz with a win on Thursday over Utah in Denver so these wins, it's the kind of wins Denver is getting, they're beating Western Conference teams at home divisional teams at home and they're doing it handedly and they're doing it comfortably, even though this game got close, Denver had control of this game more than they were struggling to keep control of it, they just continually, continually keep finding new ways to win games and it's getting to the point where as Deval Johnson wrote on Mile High Sports this morning, the Nuggets need to be taken seriously as contenders in the Western Conference. We'll see how they actually do when it comes to a playoff setting because they have never been there before. But in terms of talent, in terms of play style, in terms of chemistry, there are are very few teams in the NBA that are are as good and having as much fun and as tightly knit as the Nuggets are. And this win is just another notch in the belt for that exact thing. Alright, that was a long-winded rant about how good the Nuggets are, but let's talk about Nikola Jokic now, because Jokic finished this game with 36 points, um, 10 assists, and 9 rebounds. And I think the biggest takeaway was not the fact that he had just another ridiculous stat line, but... The Thunder had to not play Steven Adams in the fourth quarter until Nerland's Noel fouled out because Steven Adams had no chance at defending Nikola Jokic, whether he was stretching out and hitting threes, whether he was dribbling by him and getting, you know, buckets on the run and actually, you know, just straight up blowing by Steven Adams, or if he was just single handedly dismantling him in the post. There was nothing Steven Adams can do, and Steven Adams is one of the best defending bigs in the entire NBA. NBA, it it was just staggering to see how good Nikola Jokic was against an elite level talent in Stephen Adams in what is arguably the most important game of the season. He just took care of business, and there was nothing the Thunder could do to slow him down. So Noel did do a good job on Nikola, though it's hard to say if. What allowed Nerlens Noel to play so well against Nicola? I think that Nicola just struggles with the hyper athletic and mobile centers that he like New Noel is. But even when Noel was on him. Jokic was drawing foul after foul after foul and still finding ways to produce. So it was just really special to see how good Nikola Jokic was in this game and then on top of that he ended up going 10 of 13 from the free throw line in this game. I believe he was 6 of 8 from the free throw line in the fourth quarter After as he continued to draw foul after foul after foul to be able to carry the Nuggets to such a gigantic win. So Jokic was just spectacular in this game and he showed that he doesn't have to be hyper-efficient to be the best player on the floor, and he wasn't just the best player on the floor against a mediocre team, he was the best player on the floor that also featured Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and it was just so clear how good Nikola Jokic is, watching him in that kind of company on the, on the on the court. He was just the best player. And then after the game, Nuggets PR sent out a stat that was extremely interesting. Jokic now has 20 games this season with 10 or more assists. Wilt Chamberlain is the only other 7-footer in NBA history to accomplish that feat. I mean, Jokic just continues to blow minds, and it was awesome to see that once again. The other big takeaway was that we finally got to see all of the Nuggets starters together. It had been since October 20th that at any point that all five of the Nuggets opening day starters shared the court. And those opening day starters are Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton. Uh, Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic and when they did share the floor it wasn't just at any random point to get their legs back under them it was to close a very close game out and again I've said this like 19 times the most and arguably the most important game of the year and when that group came in together that opening night starting unit they ended up outscoring the Thunder 17 to 11 in that stretch and they carried Denver to that win it was just huge to see them finally get a chance to play on the floor together, and it was funny because we were asking players after the game, us as in media, what was going like if they had. You know, if they were cognizant that it had been so long since the starters were out there together, and the only player that we talked to that actually acknowledged that, that was the case was Will Barton, and he only was a, he only said that because it was Gary Harris that he had not played with, and that was what tipped him off to that scenario. So Jamal Murray did not realize that it had been 130 days since those starters were all together. Nikola Jokic had no idea, and when they came onto that court, they hit the ground running and they handled business and they carried the Nuggets to a gigantic victory. And on top of that, now I think we're going to start seeing these starters play more together. I don't think they're going to start together for a little while. I think they're going to continue bringing Gary Harris off the bench until his minute restriction is gone. But I think you could see the Nuggets either in the middle portion of the first qu- first and third quarters, when they first put subs in after the first half or the start of the game, you could see all five starters playing together, which would mean Gary Harris comes in for Malik Beasley as the first sub of the game to get a three or four-minute stretch where all the starters are together. If that's not the case, it could be at the end of the second and fourth quarters that we see them all together. And wh- the way they can do that is that they just play um, Gary Harris less minutes earlier in the in the halves. So whether it's the first or third quarter, you just play them a little bit less in those stints. You bring them at the very end of the first or third quarter, so you allow enough minutes left to be able to close both halves with your starting unit out there. I think we're going to see more and more and more of them together, and I cannot wait to see it because that's the Nuggets' best starting five. That's the Nuggets' best five-man group, period. They are that good, and it's going to be more and more of them as the season continually progresses. The next thing to dive into was what I thought was the most important uh, narrative when it came to this game. And it was the fact that Paul Millsap showed how valuable he is to the Nuggets, despite the fact that the box score may not always convey how important he is. So I actually wrote about this. And if you go to MileHighSports.com and click that Nuggets tab in the top right corner, you'll see that I wrote about how the Nuggets $30 million man really kind of showed his value. And what I essentially wrote on was that there was a 94 second stretch and the 94 second stretch that I'm talking about came after I believe it was a 27 to 6 run from the uh from Paul George Russell Westbrook and the Thunder to start the fourth quarter with about five points to end the third so what had happened is the Nuggets went from an 18 point lead with 35 seconds left to a three point deficit with some white right, right around the six minute mark and all of a sudden things just look panicked the Nuggets looked like they were going to lose this game, and like I have said way too many times, this was arguably the most important game of the year. At that moment, with that like 5.50 mark, Paul Millsap then went on an 8-0 run where he either scored or assisted on all eight points. Sorry, 8-1 run. Nerlens Noel did have one free throw in there where he basically turned a 20 26 to 5 27 to 6. I can't remember exactly what the run was into an 8 to an 8-1 run for the Nuggets and stole back all of the m- momentum. And before that run happened, Paul Millsap pulled all of his team together on the free throw line and gave them a talk, had a conversation with all of them that things were going to be Okay, just to get back to playing Nuggets basketball, to keep their composure and to get back to doing what they do, and multiple players as well as Michael Malone spoke on that conversation and how important it was. And then, as Will Barton said after that conversation, Paul Millsap went out there and backed up his words. So the Nuggets went from a twenty-seven to six, whatever the run was. It was a twenty-one point advantage run for the Thunder, turned it into an eight-one run for the Nuggets, which then turned into, I believe, a. 20 20 to 7 run to finish the game. So the Nuggets, without Paul Millsap's gritty play at this at, in that middle portion of the fourth quarter, there's no way they come away with a victory. He had three offensive rebounds in that stretch. Um, he got fouled on two of them and had a putback go up, like a putback layup, also get converted on the third one, and then also had a big block on, on a Dennis Schroeder layup attempt, grabbed the defensive rebound, and then assisted a Jamal Murray three pointer on the other end of the floor. Those moments were huge for Denver Without those swings They were never going to be able to get the momentum back to win this game And it was Paul Millsap who delivered in the biggest way for them And it showed that when the going gets tough Paul Millsap has been there and done that And knows how to help the most enlightening quote that I think he may have may have given all year at this point, other than the fact that he said that Denver could be a top five defense, is the fact that he said, I've been around enough, and this is paraphrasing, he said, I've been around enough, I know what my team needs from me, I can feel it. It was a feel thing for him. It wasn't as if he was just watching the game and observing and being like, we need grit, we need toughness right now. It's It's an intangible feel for him. To where he knew what the Nuggets needed and he went out there and he delivered. That's what they need from a guy like Paul Millsap. That's why he's making $30 million this year. And for everybody who wants to bash the Nuggets for giving him so much money... There's no way in hell the Nuggets would be in this position without signing Paul Millsap to the contract that they did. It has been absolutely integral into the Nuggets' ascension to the top of the Western Conference, and it has been spectacular to see how important he has been in so many facets, and he was just so, so, so important in this game. The last quick takeaway that I had before I dive into some Twitter questions is the fact that Will Barton had his had a vintage game. Not just a vintage game, though. Also, he played some of his best defense that I have ever seen him play in a Nuggets uniform. So, Will Barton has not been efficient or a good scorer since coming back from injury. It's looked like he hasn't trusted his leg yet. It looked like he may have not been in completely in rhythm or completely conditioned. But all of that went out the, went out the window against the Thunder. He finished with 23 points. On 9 of 16 shooting, hit all four of his free throws, had three rebounds, five assists, only one turnover. And while that's all nice and good, the most important part of this is that he helped and was the primary defender on Paul George, who went 7 of 24 from the field and 3 of 13 from three point distance while committing three turnovers in this game. Will Barton. Apparently, Michael Malone said after the game that Will Barton texted Michael Malone after the Clippers game and said that he wanted the challenge to defend Paul George against the Thunder and that Michael Malone gave him that opportunity. Will Barton was phenomenal defensively in this game. He was fighting over screens. He was making great reads off ball. He was really playing strong team defense and it allowed the Nuggets to really limit Paul George who has been nothing short of an MVP candidate this season without will barton's defense there is no way the nuggets win this game and again it there's more defensive upside with Will Barton than he has been giving credit for. Paul Millsap flat out said after the game that he is probably the most underrated defender on the team. He said all the guys in the locker room know what he can do defensively, just we hadn't seen it yet. And then we finally saw it in this game. Again, Will Barton had, argu- Will Barton had his best game this season, arguably one of his best games since wearing a Nuggets uniform when taking him when taking both sides of the court into account. He was phenomenal. All right, time for my favorite segment. Let's dive into some questions from listeners. I love the first one, and it doesn't really have a whole lot of analysis or insight behind it, but Alex wanted to know why do people call Nikola Jokic Big Honey? The reason why is because Will Barton called him Big Honey once and then told the media about it, and... As you could expect, everybody loved the nickname, so guess what? Big Honey is here to stay because Will Barton said it, and he is going to continue forcing that down his throat until Nikola Jokic is okay with it. Amal asked from Twitter, do you see uh, Paul Millsap, a.k.a. Uncle Paul, a.k.a. Old Man Strength, to be an X-factor for a deep playoff run? Yes, I mean, he's the only guy who has legitimate experience in the playoffs other than Isaiah Thomas, who have a much smaller role, and Mason Plumlee, who has been there much less often than Paul Millsap. In addition to that, Paul Millsap has had gigantic I mean, huge roles for his um, teams when he was playing in Atlanta in the playoffs. This is a guy who was battle-tested in the playoffs. If there's one person who is going to be comfortable in that environment, it is going to be Paul Millsap. And if the way that he helped his young Nuggets team get back on track against the Thunder is any point of you know if that's going to be a consistent thing his importance as a leader and as a and as a, a producer in terms of a box score he is going to be one of the most important x factors for this nuggets team once the playoffs come around paul millsap is probably the second most important player, arguably the third most important player to this Nuggets team because of what he brings defensively and because of his veteran leadership thanks to his experience. And defense and experience from veteran leaders are the two things that absolutely convey to the playoffs. There's a lot of differences between regular season basketball and playoff basketball, but those are two things that will convert and hopefully Paul Millsap can bring both of those traits with him jeff cummings who was a friend of the show thank you jefferson in the question he asked what is your ideal path to the finals and i love this question because it allows me to kind of articulate what i've been thinking and i've written about a little bit uh so far and what that is is that if the standings stay exactly as they are I'm talking the Nuggets in the 1 seed, the Clippers or sorry, the sorry the Nuggets in the 2 seed, the Clippers in the 7 seed and the Rockets in the 5 seed. If that is the case, the Nuggets will play the Clippers in the first round. They will completely avoid both the Warriors and the Rockets until the Western Conference Finals and they will have to play either Utah or Oklahoma City, whoever wins that 3-6 matchup in the playoffs in the second round of the playoffs, that is their best path to the playoffs, is to make Houston and Golden State duke it out once again, while the Nuggets play the Clippers, and then either the um, Utah Jazz or the Oklahoma City Thunder, who they have beaten five straight times now. That is the best possible way for Denver to get to the finals, I don't expect them to get to the finals, but if we're trying to play devil's advocate here, that is the way that they can accomplish that mission um Miguel asked should Malone start Monte over Murray there is one reason that I put I love this question in and I don't I don't mean to attack Miguel himself because I've gotten this question so many times throughout the year but no 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 the starting unit of this team when everybody is healthy and completely ready to go without minutes restriction is going to be Jamal Murray Gary Harris Will Barton Paul Millsap Nikola Jokic not one single player out of that five-man group is going to be removed from that starting lineup unless they are on a minute restriction or injured end of story end of conversation that is what they are going to run with and that is how it's going to be from this point all the way until the nuggets are eliminated from the postseason or when they lose in the postseason eventually or if they on the, the you know smallest chance find a way to win a title it does not matter as long as this season exists that will be the starting unit as healthy Joe then asked, can the Nuggets beat the Warriors four times at home court advantage? no. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I love doing these podcasts. It's always a good time and it seems like you guys have been enjoying them as well. If you do enjoy the podcast, please go subscribe on iTunes. You can even unsubscribe and resubscribe because it counts as an extra subscriber for me. So if you want to inflate my stats, I have no problem with that. You can also leave a 5-star rating, leave a review saying that you enjoy the show if you do. um, Reach out to me on Twitter if you want to. Uh, My DMs are always open at TJ McBride nba if you have any feedback but thank you guys for following along paying attention and interacting with me and reading all the stuff and listening to all the podcasts it means the world to me and i wouldn't have a job without you guys so thank you very much and we will talk to you guys after the utah jazz game on thursday night Okay, guys, welcome to our Q1 AGM planning quarterly review central meeting. Business can be complicated, but travel doesn't have to be. With MyTaxi Business, you can download receipts and manage multiple bookings online. Make the smarter choice at MyTaxi.com. Brexit. Hard or soft? No one knows. But if you are an SME or small mid-cap likely to be affected by Brexit and are looking to innovate or prepare, the Brexit Loan Scheme could help. Be prepared for every eventuality and find out how your business can benefit from the Brexit Loan Scheme. Loans range from €25,000 up to €1.5 million euro with a maximum interest rate of 4% and are unsecured up to half a million million. Terms and conditions apply. This is a Government of Ireland initiative delivered by the SBCI. Find out more at sbci.gov.ie or call one 804 482 Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and the time has come for you and your friends to have some fun. MyBookie.net is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, basketball, College and all your favorite sports events. You can take a side, total, or try their in-game live action. Go to mybookie.net to open an account and use promo code CHAMPION to be entered into our amazing prize pool. That's mybookie.net promo code CHAMPION. Get in on the action today. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow.